Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Welcome everybody back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. We've got a very special guest today. We've got Christian, who is a, a, a mad Spurs fan. Welcome Christian to the podcast. How are we doing? You okay? Yeah, it's good to see you, man. So basically, um, we thought it'd be good to get another Spurs fan's view about all the different things that are happening. So Christian's very knowledgeable Tottenham fan, keeps a, an eye on the youth system and everything like that. So Chris, before we start, just give a little introduction to the fans and the subscribers about yourself. Yes, um, name's Christian. Um, I've been following this great club almost my whole life. My memory's not as good. Um, <laughs> so I would say 30 years but yeah. it's probably less that I can remember. But yeah, always just being uh, brought up in like the air, local area and the club's always been special and stuff. So as much as they've broke my heart, they've also given me really good days as well. So I'm stuck for life. <laughs> it's um, the same with everybody, mate. Yeah, That's it. That is exactly it. But yeah, no. Um, and- great to be on today. Thank you for inviting me. No, no, you're most welcome. Hopefully you'll get on a few more times. Have you got your own podcast? I'll put the link in the description. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about your own podcast? Yeah, so me and my brother Ash, um, we do our own podcast. Um, it's on Twitter. It's at 1882pod. Um, mainly on, we don't do like the video stuff. It's just the old uh, voice style. Um, you get it all on Spotify and all your main streams, and then we do repost it on YouTube and stuff like that. And um, we're going to be doing a lot more this year, hoping to to get other people in the community involved. And what we try to do is very similar to yourself: is that we want not our opinion, we want the the true opinion of the fan base, people who might not tweet, um, people that don't get involved in the Twitter spaces. Is we, we want to get a difference of opinion. It's about having that healthy debate and it is what we try and promote. We don't we, we don't want to be someone that's, oh, you listen to us because you agree everything with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's about exactly having what you mean. debate and that's what we try and promote. So, yeah. We no, try and I'll, put, I'll put the link in the description. So it's at 1882pod, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yes, I'll put the link in the description. So if you get a chance, everyone, go, go head over to there and have a listen. I'm sure it's going to be great. Right, Christian, we've got some fire questions for you now. So we're going to get your expert views on this. So we've got a few things that we want to talk about. Let's start off with the, the appointment of Ange Postecoglou as the Tottenham manager. Give us your thoughts on that. I think it's an exciting one. I'll be honest, weren't my first pick when you've got names like Julian Nagelsmann um, and Gallardo out there, who were probably my first two. Um, when you actually research on this guy, he's been successful everywhere he's been. He's he's managed big, big rebuilds. Um, yes, in lower leagues, but however, to think a team like Australia, the national team, winning the Asian Cup, where South Korea, Japan, um, and some of like Iran and teams like that normally dominate. To win it for them is so big, and when you speak to Celtic fans, yes, they've won the the trip the the triple before. They've done the three p. They've done everything in that league, but the style of football that he promotes and plays, and the connection he had with that fan base, really astonished me. And I think that's one thing we've lacked since Poch. And I was a huge Conte fan, huge Mourinho fan, still am, 
But ultimately, that connection we had with Poch as a fan base is what we need to get back. We need the fan base to be reconnected to this this club. We need the toxicity to to sort of diminish almost. And I feel like that's a priority and he's the right man to do it. Um, and his style of football, listen, it speaks for itself. Go watch his, his clips. Um, very fluid. He, he don't mess about with throw-ins. As soon as you there's a throw-in, straight out, take it. Let's get the game rolling. And and for me, it's it's something that I see Pep do a lot, not mucking about. Arteta's taken that on and it's the way football's moved. Um, and I think with the right kind of additions and stuff, I can only see in it being a, a success, maybe not in a year or two. But listen, if we give this guy the same type of um, backing that Arteta got, and not just money-wise, just he finished eighth, they still backed him. He only he weren't in the Champions League. They still backed him. We do that with Ange. I, c- I can really see a positive future. Okay, and what is? Um, I totally agree with everything you said. The only thing that I would say is, it's a step up in league, and he's going to be playing, you know, managers with a high level of tactical no noose know how. Will he be able to go against those tactics? Well, we'll see. But we're all one hundred percent behind him. What is success for you in the first seasons for Ange, then, Christian? Uh, first season of success, I'll be honest with you, is that we as a fan base need to not not eliminate our expectations because expectations have to be there. Yeah, but yeah. we're going to have to be realistic, right? I'll be Champions League for next season is top five, right? It is top if five, we, okay? Yeah, it is top five. So if we finish fifth or sixth, even if we get Europa League, I think Europe, Europa League is a good one to get into. Europa League. I'll be happy with. and okay. But what I need to see with that, there is a but. If we don't make Champions League football and we end up Europa League, even Conference League, for example, but we see a huge difference in the way we're trying to play, the style, you can see that young talent's being brought through, you can see the connection being remade, that will be enough for me to carry on backing it. Okay. You want to see progress, which is fair enough, I think. That's great. Okay, excellent. Thanks for that, Chris. Really good. Um, let's talk about Harry Kane and his future now. There's rumours about United, United are pulling out and Real Madrid are interested. There's rumours that he's going to see out his contract and go for free. What's your take on the whole situation? What do you think is going to happen with this? I think he's uh, he's going to stay next season. So you think he's going to stay and see his contract out and then leave on a free or stay after that? I think he could leave on a free unless things change dramatically. Um, but I don't believe they will. I think Kane will walk on a free. But listen, if Kane stays one more year and we make Champions League football, it is worth that risk because getting Champions League football is roughly about 60 million plus, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you make that money and let him go on a free, you're still essentially getting... 60 million for Kane, right? Which, yes, I know is not 100 million. I get that. But ultimately, you, you, it's not 100 million. I understand that 60 million, 100 million is very different if we sell him now. But ultimately, you sell him now for 100 million, people are going to know we are very desperate. So they're going to charge us a premium for a replacement, which, by the way, is impossible. But Yeah, you can't replace If we... 
if we don't get Champions League football or even European because we've let Harry Kane go, that pushes us back another year or two, right? If Kane goes on a free, we make Champions League or Europa and we make around 40 million mark for that. It's a, whatever Kane, Kane's done so much for this club. He's done so much for a fan base. I can't hold yes. that against him. I really, I don't think he's going to be a guy that goes to, to Chelsea or Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to be that guy. So I've got no worry and I've only got, how can I say, I wouldn't feel any negativity towards Harry Kane if, if that's his decision. I think the board are making the right decision by taking that risk. Because without Harry, the rebuild goes from three, four years to potentially 10. Let's be honest, that's how good this boy is. Yeah, yeah, he's a generational talent, isn't he? But the, 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 the cynic in me believes that Daniel Levy, the accountant that he is, and he's always looking for value for Tottenham, he's not going to let a £100 million, pound, £80 million, whatever you want to call it, he's not going to let an £80 million pound asset go for nothing next season. And the thing is, there's no guarantee we're going to get championship football. Harry Kane on his own can't get us Champions League football. He can bloody get us close, but he can't do it on his own. So what do you think about that whole thing about Daniel Levy and, you know, the money that he could get? I think Daniel Levy's playing hardball. I think if, unless he gets his 120, I don't think even 100 million is going to do it. He's going to need 120, maybe even so 150. It, so he's going to risk letting him go on a free next season then? Do you think that is yeah, going to do it? I can't I see him doing that. Um, the reason why I can see him doing it is because Harry Kane is probably the only player that I've seen Daniel Levy get emotionally attached to. <laughs> like, for, and, and it's not even the fact that he's a fan, right? Not, not that kind of emo- attachment, but he broke his own uh, wage structure to make sure Kane got the money he deserved, yeah. right? He's risked upsetting Kane by not letting him go to City because they wouldn't play the money. He's yeah. defended Kane like no other player. Right. And for me, I think he knows that without Kane, the the struggle is going to be unbelievable. So in his head, in the way that he works, yes, I understand why you'd think you'd sell him. I get that. But ultimately, the point I'm at is he's probably thinking is without Harry Kane, what future am I going to make the money? Yeah. And he in his head, in his head, he's such a maniac, right? He probably thinks, give me one more year talking to Harry and I bet I can convince him to, to sign a new deal. Until the day of release, he will think I can I can convince him to re-sign. So it all depends how the season goes with Ange and, and all that. But if we see progress, then potentially could stay. Okay, mate, that's good. Now let's talk about some transfer rumours. I'm not going to talk to you about the players and all that. So we've got Madison, Barnes and, and Dicker and... Sancho and I don't, Robert, Roger Ibanez as well has been rumoured about it. Let's talk about who you would like to see come to the club rather than who's rumoured to be seeing. Who would you like to see come? I know we all know we need centre-backs and all that. Who do you think, yeah, Christian, so that you would with, like to see we'll come here? We'll start with the keepers, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, me. I forgot about David Raya. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, David Raya, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think David Raya, homegrown, very good. I think I wouldn't pay more than £30 million. Because of the yeah. fact that, yes, he's good, but he's on his last year of his contract. Now, the difference between 35 or even 40 that, they, that they're saying they want, for an extra 10 million, which to football clubs is pocket change, 
Yeah. I would rather go and test in Milan for 50, 60 for Onana because the difference in keeper is huge. But Raya is definitely good enough for what we need, no doubt. So that's why I'd yeah. be happy around the 25, uh, 30 at most. I'd be happy with that one. Um, but yeah, I think what it's one t- that will get done. What other key, if let's assume Raya and Onana don't come, what other keepers do you like? Would say good to have them in the club? They're going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think um, AC Milan have had a huge fallout with the way Maldini was treated. A lot of the players yeah. are really upset. The reports coming out of Italy for that. So, listen, Magnon, Mike Magnon is a world, world class. He is up there, top five, maybe in top three keepers in really? the world. Yeah. So, we could test for Magnon. Um, Pickford looks like he's going United, but we could probably try one there. Um, there's Livakovic, the Croatian keeper. Yep. I'm not sure how good he is with the ball at his feet. So there's options, but ultimately, I think David Raya should be the one we go to because we can get him for a cut price because of that last year on his contract. And he looks like he wants to come. So that's okay. the one I, I would put my bets on. Okay, what about people like Madison and Barnes? And oh, actually, no. Let's talk about centre backs. Who do you want to come as centre backs? Um, I might upset your viewers, mate. I'll be honest with you. Um, people that might not have, that have heard me on spaces disagree with me, but I think we need to get in two centre backs. I think one of them should be a starter, and the other one needs to be either a very young player or needs mm-hmm. to be a stopgap. And for me, my stopgap centre back for a year, maybe two, I would go and get Chris Smalling on a free. That's my really... That is going to upset a lot of people, actually, yeah. That's my unpopular opinion. Listen, he's since he's gone to Italy, he's changed his diet. He's become vegan, I believe he's become. He's, okay. he's, been, he's been great. Trust me, in Italy, I know people don't rate it, but ultimately, in a country where defending is the priority and always yeah, yeah. developed great what most world-class defenders have come from italy right there's no yeah. argument about that and he's been able to shine the way he did in a country that develops center backs every year i think it's a testament to how good he can be now he's not going to be my star uh, but for a free signing we know that the club are saying there might not be crazy amount of money the way that they're talking um so for a set for a free i think it's a no-brainer and it gives us a little bit extra money to maybe go for a Laporte or, I don't know. Um, t- t- what about Indico, Hinge Cape and all these yeah, guys? Indico's signed for Roma. Indico's already signed for Roma. What about Hinge Cape? Is it Hinge Cape? I'm not sure. Yeah, Hinge Cape, but... I, I, I'd go for. Um, yeah. Tap Soba um, yeah. at Leverkusen. That would be one I'd, I'd be really interested in. So, yeah, I think okay. there's centre-backs out there. Um, we just need to have a look and get our scouting probably a bit better and look in places we wouldn't normally look. Um, if you wanted to pay the big money, you could go for, um, I know the club probably like someone like Mark Gay, not my top, yeah. but he'll do a job. But ultimately, you're going to be, be getting taxed on that. So it's going to be 40, 50 million. Um, yeah, yeah Hinkapi, Tapsoba, They'll probably be the two that I would push for as the starters and, and Laporte um, and then Chris Morgan on, on a free. 
Let me throw a couple of names in there for you. What about Fukaya Tomore as well? And what about Roger Ibanez? What do you think of those? Not Ibanez. Not Ibanez. This this guy is. If you if anyone I've heard people say Romero is rash. He he goes into tackles. He gets booked. And I've heard that. Now Roger Ibanez, he's Romero times ten. That guy Romero on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, he is. He's so rash. Gives away stupid fouls. Always getting bookings. A proper, proper hothead. Um, and he's definitely not the right part of, partner for Romero. Um, okay. But tomorrow, yeah. I, I think it would cost us quite a bit. Um, but like I said with Magnon, the fallout in Milan doesn't seem great. I might I might be reading it a bit over-hyping it, but mm. we could test them. Tomori is a player I like. Um, and yeah. I'd be happy with that one. Okay, excellent. Great stuff. Great insights there, Chris. Let's talk now about the fixture list. It's just come out today. We've got a pretty hard start and a pretty hard finish as well. What should give us your thoughts on the fixture list? It is what it is. It is what it is. At the end of the day, we have to play every team twice. Yeah. Where you play them, it don't matter. Of course, the fixture list can help if you've got gaps in it where you can build momentum. But ultimately... The end of the season, I'd rather play the top teams, your Man Cities. They're going to be odds on to win the title. So play them at the end of the season because nine times out of ten, they've won it already. The start of the season, Man City starts slow. Man United and Arsenal look like they're going to be doing a lot of signings. Chelsea, a lot of signings. Newcastle, they're going to have to up their game. It's the right time to play them games at the end of the season or the start of the season. You don't want to be playing... You likes of Luton, um, Sheffield United, and at the end of the season when they've still got something to fight for. Look yeah, at whatever. Yeah, I'm just go ahead, mate. I'm just looking at this fixture list. I'm trying to get it up so I can talk to you about the fixtures on there. Yeah, but, but uh, it yeah, looks go ahead. Like it's the, the really hard one is the is it? It's Brentford Denver? away first, yeah, and then yeah. we've got yeah Brentford, then Man United at home, and then Bournemouth away, then Burnley away, Sheffield United at home. Yeah. So this is a Brentford hard game. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, you've said Man United, you've seen Brentford. We could, we should be beating Brentford. I know I say the word should, yeah, but we should. Right, Man United, we're good enough to get a draw, even a win, right? And at the start of the season, again, momentum's not a thing. They're going to make, they're going to get a takeover. They're going to be signing players left, right and centre. We don't know. It's an unknown talent. right? Look yeah. at Chelsea, the amount of signings and money they put into it. It doesn't work out. So play them nice and early. And I think I'll be happy with that. And Bournemouth, we should be beating. right? And I know they beat us in the last minute, but it was a season, unexpected season. It shouldn't have gone the way it did. And it won't go like that in the second, in, the, in two years. So... For me, I'm not too fussed with the fixture list, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you've got to play everybody when you've got to play them, so exactly. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, excellent. Uh, let's just sort of close it off now. What's your th- uh, prediction for what we're going to do? And we'll we'll come to you at the end of the season and hold you to it, Chris. But what do you think hold we're going to do? Yeah, we will do. Um, what do you think is your, what's your prediction? I reckon... Ooh, semi-final FA Cup... I reckon sixth place. Oh, that's very and and quarterfinals around about that for the uh, Carabao Cup. 
Okay, so we've got this on tape now. We've got Christian's prediction. We'll come back at you. I can't let you finish, Chris, without asking your thoughts about Pochettino and going to Chelsea, you know, going to our really arch rifles. Uh, there's, uh, there's two camps. There's one saying, I don't, you know, I love him, I don't care. I, blah, blah. Other one saying he's dead to me and all that. Where do you fit in this with Pochettino? I'm not in that camp. I'll be honest with you. Um, listen, going to Chelsea is not as bad as going to Arsenal. Um, but ultimately, he's done something that he said he wouldn't. And you've got to think, he told us that he he would never manage Barcelona because of his Espanol days. Espanol right? things, yeah. And Chelsea is on that level, right? Chelsea is is Espa, is Barcelona, right? Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm always going to be grateful. Champions League final mm. night, what a night. The way we were playing, the times we had, amazing. I'm never going to forget that. But for me, he's moved down from... It's like a player, right? We yeah. we we say players are either legends or cult heroes. Yeah. And for me, he's moved himself down from potential top top manager, one of the best we've had, to just underneath because of that move. And he's, he he says how much he loves us, but I can't believe it. I honestly can't. No, no, no. And I mean, to be fair to him, if I was to put the other side of the argument, he's out of a job. He needs to work. Tottenham didn't give him a chance, so you know he's got to earn money, hasn't he? I mean, I don't know if he does, but he needs to earn money. So why not go to one of the top clubs? No, no. Money? If listen, talking from emotions, all that was yeah. But now, if you're asking me to be his agent, put myself yeah. in his shoes, yeah. No, exactly. I, can't, I, can't, I can't blame him. And yeah. if he had not, if he had not spoke the way he did, if he didn't yeah. say about Espanol days and how much he loves Tottenham and you'll see me again one day and yeah, all yeah. that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's the fact that yeah. for me is he sold us. The, he sold to me that he would never do it, and he did. Yeah. Had he not he said it, anything, yeah. then it'd be Yeah, different. it might have been easier then, but he actually said he wouldn't do it and now he's done it. So, mm. yeah. Okay, mate. Listen, Chris, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, getting all your views and all that. We'll, we'll be putting your podcast link in the description and hopefully get you, if you've got time, we'd like you to come back again, talk to us 100%. once the season started, hopefully before the season as well, and try and get build up, you know, get get you more better known. I think you're very well known anyway, but get our viewers to, to see I you. Oh, and, I and myself in that bracket, but no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. No worries, man. Uh, anytime, I'm more than happy to come on and let's come on you Spurs at the end of the day. Yeah, That's come on you Spurs thing. and uh, thank you everybody for listening to the Spurs 95.1 cast. Please remember to like, comment and subscribe. Also subscribe to Christian's podcast. I'll put the link in the description and hopefully it'll be back soon. So uh, come on you Spurs. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 95.01 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.